2023, nearly a quarter million illegal aliens entered the United States every month. Nearly all of these illegals followed the same mass migration trail that starts in Quito, Ecuador, and ends at the U.S. southern border. So, we decided to follow the trail ourselves. Along the way, we discovered secret Chinese staging hotels, crossed through the world's deadliest jungle, embedded with an illegal alien caravan, rode the Mexican train of death, and finally, were kidnapped by the Gulf Cartel, just hundreds of feet from the United States border. This video will expose the entire illegal alien pipeline for what it is. A United Nations weaponized migration agenda, masquerading as an organic humanitarian crisis. This agenda directly benefits cartels and human smugglers, exposes the United States to incredible geopolitical threats, and could potentially usher in permanent one-party rule. What's happening now? Infowars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very happy to be joined now by two guests, Josh and Anthony Rubin of Muckraker. They're journalists who report on illegal immigration, human smuggling, and issues affecting the border. You can find Muckraker at x.com slash realmuckraker and on YouTube as well at Muckraker or go to muckraker.com. Uh, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Appreciate you having us on, Harrison. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate uh, y'all coming on. Anthony, of course, uh, was in studio with us, I think, shortly after returning from the trip that you guys made following the path of illegal immigrants, and now you've come out with an extremely powerful documentary. We'll show a clip of it in the next segment, but tell us about this documentary and uh, what you're able to capture and present in this film. Yeah, 100%, man. So we just captured the entire route from Quito, Ecuador, all the way to the United States border. I don't believe that there's anybody out there that's ever documented the whole thing. The closest I've seen to it is there was a YouTuber who went through the Darien Gap and also rode the train of death uh, a couple months ago. Everybody keeps referring to that, but you know, there's no context about the larger UN framework and agenda behind this, uh, the types of aid that these people are getting. Uh, you know, like your guys are playing on screen here, the different Chinese staging hotels that we found, uh, you know, the different cartel organizations that are behind it. So it's really just a deep dive about the whole trail. And like I said, the, the, the organizations, the UN organizations that are behind it and kind of the, the larger framework about what's going on here, which is replacement migration. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and that's just one of the threats that we face with the, the illegal immigration. You just use the term uh, Chinese staging hotels. And, and we have this story from InfoWars uh, published today. Tens of thousands of illegal Chinese migrants detained at U.S. border in major national security threat. So apparently uh, for the first or for the last 10 years, there's been an average of 1,500 Chinese nationals crossing over the southern border per year. So we went from 1,500. In one year, it jumped to 30,000, 31,000 actually Chinese citizens. So the amount of Chinese citizens crossing our southern border has jumped by 30 times in one year. To me, this sounds like a deliberate military invasion. Did you guys see anything uh, that evidenced that? 100%. Josh, take it away because the, the, I mean, go go for it, Josh. Okay, well, well, we, every single person uh, that was Chinese that we asked, are there Chinese police in the United States? Are there spies living in the United States? 
Every single one confirmed to us, yes, there are. So take that for what you will. But as for these uh, Chinese staging hotels, you can see in the video, it's all very deliberate. It's all very planned. Like th these hotels, everything's written in Chinese. They're already expecting these people. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty clear that the influx of these people is so great that these staging points are expecting these people. Uh, and, and to give more context, these hotels that we stumbled upon, it's all throughout the route, but there's a ton of them in South America. We saw some of them, well, we saw we saw most of them in Colombia along the way. And um, these are just hotels that you'll stay at. And we actually, we found them, one of them by accident, the other one the police took us to because we were just asking around to see if we could find anything else similar to it. And we stay at this hotel, we show up, and the whole thing is filled with mostly military-aged men that were from China, and then there were some women and children with them, but the whole hotel was Chinese people. I mean, we talked to the staff, and they confirmed that we were the only non-Chinese non staying there. And so I guess to add to what you're saying there, man, um, I'm surprised that the number is only 31,000. When we entered the jungle, we went in there with a large group of people. There were multiple hundred Chinese people in our group. Right, and so I'm surprised if you if you extrapolate that out over the course of a year, it would come out to more than 31,000. So I'm actually surprised at that number, uh, but I can confirm that that is certainly at least directionally accurate. And um, you know, there's no doubt that we have saboteurs, spies, and all sorts of people from China that are coming across. To put it lightly, right. And as you were traveling with people, were there people that you were with the whole trip, or was it a, a constant sort of? changing uh, array of people that, that you were associated with and were you able to talk to them very much i imagine the language barrier would make that a little bit difficult but how much were you able to just communicate with your your fellow your fellow immigrants in this situation from from china in particular or all over oh, from all over from all over you uh, you know, it depends on the country. You're certainly able to get by. You know, a lot of times there'll there'll be at least somebody in their group that knows a little bit of English, or we'll use a translator if anything. So you get by. Um, but you know, to add to what Josh was saying, or just to repeat it, you know, for example, we talked to multiple Chinese where we were able to like get kind of get them away and make them feel safe, and uh, then we'd start talking to them and we would ask them the question, "Hey, are like are there Chinese spies headed up to America?" You guys could see this in the video, and the. You know, they'll be like, yeah, of course. I mean, there's plenty of people we talked mm -hmm. to that confirm this that aren't even in the documentary. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we were able to communicate with a lot of these people. I mean, there are some of them that don't want to communicate, like, you know, angry military aged men from uh, Syria, from the Middle East that, you know, start flipping out when you put a camera on them. So, you mm -hmm. know, it really depends. But yeah. and, and that's that's exactly what I was wondering, whether there was a lot like whether you had any late night chats on the train of death with people who were just going, you know, I just can't wait to get to America to live the American dream and I want freedom and or whether there was more like, you know, surly silence as uh, these people who were coming across uh, had no interest in in being American. Like what was the what was the attitude of the overwhelming uh, number of people? Obviously, it varied. Uh, but do you think there were more people that were just sincere immigrants that wanted to be American and were just taking advantage of this opportunity or more people that seemed to not really care about America and were just going to, you know, take advantage of Americans? Josh, go for it. Uh, to be fair to most of the people I saw, I, I mean, just take it for, for what it is. Personally, I think that a lot of these people are authentic. I think a lot of them do just want to go to America and we're using this opportunity does that make it okay? Does that mean it's not a problem? Does that mean that all these people or most of these people are not going to come and, you know, be supporting one side of the political aisle? No. So it's still an issue regardless of whether or not their intentions of coming here 
are, uh, you know, based in, you know, something good or not. Mm. Yeah. And, and I will add to what Josh is saying, you know, it doesn't, their, their intentions uh, don't matter as much as why they're being let in. And they're being let in because, you know, we, we know why they're being let in. Right. Agenda 2030 actually says it. You could go read the Agenda 2030 white paper. Uh, it's called Migration in the 2030 Agenda. It's like a derivative of the actual Agenda 2030 white paper. And it calls these people, it says that we need migration for the 2030 Agenda to see it through because these people are agents of development. Mm. That's why they're being let in. It's for mass demographic change, right? So, you know, as far as these people, you hear why they're coming up here. I don't even know that a lot of these people understand what, you know, the, basically the the ideals of, you know, individual liberty, of small government, of free market capitalism. I'm not sure that that's something that they're even really familiar with. You know what I mean? They're just going to America. They're like, hey, it's better than living in uh, mm. Honduras or El Salvador. So that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you guys have obviously, I mean, you get kidnapped with the cartel at one point. Again, we'll play a little clip. We'll play the first minute of the documentary uh, when we come back from commercial break. But you guys really put yourselves out there. I mean, this was obviously an extremely difficult thing to make. It was probably expensive to make, to, to do all the traveling that you did. It's extremely dangerous as you're literally riding on something called the train of death to capture this. And then you just give out the documentary for free on uh, on Twitter, on X and, and muckraker.com. Uh, how can people support you in this? And uh, and why are you are going through so much and sacrificing so much just to give the documentary away for free? Yeah, I mean, people can support us at muckraker.com slash donate if they want to drop a couple of bucks. That would be great. Uh, but, you know, as I said in your show, I'm not really – or they could buy some merch as well, shop.muckraker.com. But, you know, the reason why I'm doing this, man, is because I truly believe – and, you know, I'm not BSing when I'm saying this. Like people think that I'm trying to sound all, all, all grandiose or trying to sound like a hero or something, which I'm not. I, I just I truly believe that our country is on the verge of extinction, and mm. I'm not going to sit idly by and watch that happen, man. You know, so this is my contribution. You know what I mean? I'm looking around, I'm I'm surveying the field. I'm like, what can I do? You know what I mean? I don't have millions of dollars to go run for political office. I don't even know if I would do that if I had all the money, because you know I don't believe that I have the credentials for it, like an AOC being a bartender and then running, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, so I say, okay, hey, listen, we got a camera. We're, we're men and we could make this journey happen. We have the means to do it, fortunately. So, you know, let, let's do that and let's try to affect some change by putting the information out there. That's really what it boils down to. Oh, it's such an important thing. And, and your attitude is honestly so admirable. I wish more people uh, understood that and did what you do. I mean, we could talk about this forever, but you guys actually have the footage on the ground embedded with the immigrants. And that's like more valuable than we can possibly imagine. So I just want to thank you for everything you've done. We'll be back on the other side with Josh and Anthony Rubin of Muckraker, Real Muckraker on Twitter, Real Muckraker on YouTube, muckraker.com. We'll show you a clip for the uh, on the other side. In 2023, nearly a quarter million illegal aliens entered the United States every month. Nearly all of these illegals followed the same mass migration trail that starts in Quito, Ecuador, and ends at the U.S. southern border. So, we decided to follow the trail ourselves. Along the way, we discovered secret Chinese staging hotels, crossed through the world's deadliest jungle, embedded with an illegal alien caravan, rode the Mexican train of death, and finally, were kidnapped by the Gulf Cartel, just hundreds of feet from the United States border. This video will expose the entire illegal alien pipeline for what it is, a United Nations weaponized migration agenda masquerading as an organic humanitarian crisis. This agenda directly benefits cartels and human smugglers, exposes the United States to incredible geopolitical threats, and could potentially usher in 
permanent one-party rule. So folks, that's just the first minute of the new documentary by Muckraker and my guest, Anthony and Josh Rubin, are the ones who put it together and, and braved the route and rode the train of death. And of course, you can see there the some of the maps on screen for our television viewers uh, that actually instruct the migrants where to go and, and the friendly stopping points where they can, you know, rest and, and be fed and all of that. I mean, just incredible stuff, guys. I really can't say enough about the fact that you guys just went out and did this. And I just so wish we had more people doing what you do. Although I don't know if, I don't know if they all could, maybe, maybe you guys have uh, something special about you. I don't know if I could do this really. And again, real muckraker on Twitter, on YouTube at real muckraker and the website muckraker.com. The whole documentary is about 40 minutes long. And I mean, the footage is incredible. The things you've uncovered are incredible. What was something that you didn't expect? And like, how much research did you do going into this? Were you pretty prepared for what you were gonna uh, run into? Or was there anything that just blew you out of the water that you had no idea was happening? What was the biggest surprise for you during the trip? Um, Josh, you, you go next. I was gonna say for me, man, you know, possibly the Chinese hotels, mm. um, although that really shouldn't have come as too much of a surprise. Uh, you know, possibly some of the hostility we were getting from these people that are supposedly going to America to become good Americans, right? Because they because they love our country, right. and then when they see us, you you realize that they actually are very hostile to Americans when they see them. So that was kind of a surprise. What about you, Josh? I mean, I guess it wasn't that much of a surprise because in the video, I literally say like, when we're on La Playa Baghdad, hopefully we don't get picked up by human smugglers along the way. Right. But. The fact that it actually did end up happening, I don't think I was seriously expecting it to get kidnapped. I think I kind of just said that, and it actually ended up happening, which is pretty funny, but no, I, I didn't uh, really expect that. I thought we were just going to keep walking up that beach, dude. I thought we were just going to cross the river. I was kind of worried about like getting our stuff wet, getting the camera wet, not yeah. having the footage. But the yeah. fact that we actually ended up getting kidnapped, I don't know. That, that was, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting we, we were just walking up. We were just walking up this public Mexican beach, man. I mean, I, certainly we weren't expecting to get kidnapped. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done that. I thought we were going to be straight. Yeah, I thought we were going to be fine because, like, you're walking up this beach. And, like, if you like, when you're down the beach, when you get there, there's, like, restaurants and stuff. Like, there's yeah. fishermen. And, and, like, you think it's just that. It doesn't seem like it's that bad. It doesn't seem like a place where, you know, the cartel's going to pick you up. That's, that's where we were. And, like, there was just, like, people just, you know, hanging out there. And I just want to say this harrison just before we, we end this question uh so because everybody's gonna i already know what's gonna come people are gonna be like oh well wait they they got all their gear smashed how did they come away with this footage the only thing that didn't get taken from us is our gopro camera they didn't find it because it was in like this front waist pouch and i guess they just didn't think that there was a pouch there that so we still have our footage from the last moments before we got kidnapped uh that's the only footage from mexico that we were able to retain uh then after this was done after the whole kidnapping thing went down and they smashed all our gear, we actually had to buy new gear and fly back into Mexico and ride the train of death for a whole second time. So most of that train of death footage, there's some from the first time around because we had captured it in a GoPro and they didn't capture that. And then this second time around, which is right here, this was actually, you know, our whole second journey on this train, even more sketchy the second time. First time we rode on the top, second time they freaking locked us inside of one of these like cattle cars. Wow. Totally sketchy. This one might have been the most sketchy thing I've ever done in my life. We get into this thing, and you guys have seen the video, in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to lock us in here? And then they just slam the door shut. Um, you know, and if you take this thing all the way to the end, man, like in, in South Texas, the cartel men will meet you there at the very end and like, take you off of this thing and extort you and haul you, will haul you to the border and extort you if you don't pay them.
That's, that's what's going on. Yeah, so, so the, the participation of the cartel, sometimes it's portrayed like, well, the cartel might take advantage. They might smuggle drugs or whatever. But as, as you're talking, I'm getting the impression that, I mean, the cartels were running this whole thing from beginning to end. I mean, is that is that the case? How involved were the cartels in this uh, whole operation? The cartels run the entire thing, man. Cart- I mean, I don't know about as far south. Well, actually, we have heard that as far south as the Darien Gap. I've gotten intel from uh, Michael Gian that the uh, that Mexican cartels are actually moving operations as far south as the Darien Gap, incredibly. But it, all of Mexico is highly controlled, man. We had, I believe, Sinaloa. Um, again, I can't confirm that, right? I didn't ask them, but I believe it was Sinaloa cartel who smuggled us into Mexico. It was certainly a cartel organization. Then we had cartel men load us up onto the train of death, and obviously they kidnapped us at the border. I mean, that entire country is controlled by these different, you know, cartel organizations, 100%. And I mean, they're they're making billions of dollars a year off of this. And, and are they working hand in hand with the UN organizations, or is there sort of a don't ask, don't tell, like, oh, we aren't going to ask how you got here, or, or, or is it is the cooperation open and acknowledged between the legitimate UN uh, and NGOs and the criminal cartels? How closely do they work together? Did you witness anything that would uh, give you an answer to that? I think they're just uh, they're just benefiting from the byproduct of the UN's decisions, uh, basically. But I, but I will say this though, it, it's definitely an indirect. Uh, uh, they're they're an indirect beneficiary of this whole UN mass migration program. But I mean, let me just say this, right? They they hand out all these maps to these agents of development, as they're called, right? And um, these maps direct these agents to um, these different crossing points. And each one of these crossing points, we already know who controls those, right? Mm. So they're they're sending them basically right into the open arms of these cartel organizations. All these maps that are on screen right now, all the crossing points that you see along the U.S. border, every single one of those is controlled. You're not going to cross there unless you know you're paying the cartel, or you just happen to get really lucky and make it across without paying them. But that's probably not going to happen, or you're going to get kidnapped like we did, right? So it's an indirect. They're an indirect beneficiary, 100%. Man, that's just absolutely insane. You know, obviously you said they smashed your equipment, so you you lost footage of the train. You had to go back and get it. Was there anything else that you lost, any footage that you lost that you really wish was in the documentary? Anything in particular happened that that you wish you could show people? Yeah, there's this, uh, so, okay, we ran into this caravan in Tapachula, Mexico, and they were stopped for, like, days, I believe, and they were, like, so mad. And that, that Biden chant that we actually put at the end of the intro in the video, that was the only thing that we were, we actually backed up. Everything else from that day got lost. Um, it was, it was a crazy day. Uh, yeah. And, yeah nah, and, and so we went back and we embedded with that same caravan, but they were split up a little bit more and they were walking a straight line. So we still got caravan footage uh, in the video, which uh, was really good. But a lot of like the hard hitting, like, you know, all these pissed off immigrants all gathered in one place. Uh, we lost a lot of that footage, which, you know, it, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's still a great documentary. Uh, it still gets the point across. But would it have been great if we had had that footage? Definitely. And yeah. it sucks that we don't have that. Yeah. The, 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 when, when that air that, you know, where we got those chants where they're all chanting for Biden. I wish this is literally all, that's literally all we have. Like, I wish we had more context because before that, you should have heard they were all surrounding us and they were ranting about Biden, how they loved him so much. You know what I mean? Because I don't like that we don't have the context off of that clip because, and there was so much more before there as well, but I only have that clip because I uploaded it to Twitter and I was able to, you know, rip it back off. Um, but there was all this context beforehand, you know, because I worry that people are going to think that somehow we staged that. We didn't stage that. 
that we were just standing there. And before that, they're ranting. They're like, we're from Honduras and we're going to America. And then all of a sudden, this guy just starts chanting for Biden. And they all hop in and it's just, it's a crazy clip. Wow. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely, it is what it is. It's about. definitely crazier. But one thing I will say is the documentary still gets all the same points across. I mean, all these people are definitely here uh, supporting Biden. So it's not like, it's just a crazier version of what is in the video that uh, the cartel destroyed, unfortunately. Yeah. Man, just absolutely incredible. Again, I just want to thank you guys for for putting yourselves through this and coming out on the other side with an incredible documentary. You can find it at x.com slash real muckraker at real muckraker is the name of the channel on YouTube as well. And you can go to muckraker.com to see this documentary. It is a a full-fledged documentary with embedded. I mean, this is the type of stuff. It should really win Pulitzer Prizes. Like this should actually be celebrated by our entire country but of course the mainstream wants nothing to do with this they'd rather shut you up and so i'm just glad that we have a platform that we can try to get this information out anthony rubin josh rubin thank you so much for joining us thank you for everything that you do and congratulations on the documentary well harrison thank you so much for having us on and yeah we really appreciate appreciate you helping us promote this thing get the word out man thank you yeah thanks oh man i just you know if nothing else i just want to inspire either people to help you do what you do and support Muckraker so that you can be out there doing this important investigative work or to take a a page from your book and go, wait, if these guys can do it, so can I. I can take a camera. I can go embed myself with, with some group of people and expose something that the mainstream media is hiding from me. Incredible work, you guys. True info warriors on the ground revealing the truth, folks. We'll be right back for the third hour. Muckraker.com is where you can watch that documentary. lie to you about what's happening now. InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking it? About four years ago, I had high blood pressure and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people, the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But So X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. 